Welcome everyone to another episode of the Happy Cat Franchise Podcast. I'm joined this week as I am every week with Jackie and Leanne, our first franchisees. They're based in Alexandria, Virginia. They're moving increasingly closer to opening their Happy Cat franchise location. And uh, we join each and every week with stories and various updates uh, to their journey and our journey with them. And anyone who's listening is going to find this valuable, especially if you're considering opening a business, opening a franchise, or better yet, opening a Happy Cat franchise. So welcome, ladies. Let's just jump right into it. You ready? We got a lot of stuff to go over today. Boy. Oh boy. Yeah. She's got her notebook. We're ready. I talked to George today. My George? Yes. Okay. So he expressed to me that, you know, he was trying to get this, this home equity loan because he wanted to to give it to you to let you use for the business. Uh-huh. He's been trying to get 150. Uh-huh. Um, and they hadn't said no, whoever he's working with now. Uh-huh. But it feels like it's heading that way. They're not answering. He's just getting nervous. And it sounds like he's a little gun shy because the last time they said uh-huh. no, right? Uh-huh. And he tried it again. So he was just, he reached out. The whole purpose that he wanted to reach out to me was, you know, do you have any ideas how to, how to get this thing to go through? And, you know, what can I do? And what do I need to do? And, and all of that. And I said, I'm just, I'm not like the finance guy on that end, but um you know, I can talk to some people and, and we'll see what we can come up with for ideas. And so one of it was one idea that was thrown to me and makes total sense is just like, if they come back and they tell him, no, I mean, we want to know why, but banks are very like, almost like cloak and dagger about it. Like they don't really ever tell you the reason. I mean, they give you a reason, but I never, it's never really the reason that they're saying, Mm -hmm. um, and so if they come back and say, no, can we just, can you just ask for less? So if they're saying, hey, you know, based on all of this information, we're going to say no to 150 because we don't think you can pay it back or whatever their reasoning is. What happens if he asks for 100? Mm-hmm. Right. Does that get his monthly payment down and make the numbers work to a level that he can't afford? Mm-hmm. Um, and so he said, yeah, I guess I can. I never thought of that, but, you know. He goes, it, it seems stupid to me because I've been making extra payments and, and paying more than what my mortgage mm-hmm. currently is. Right. And when you, when you apply, when you look at the home equity for 150 and the refinance on the, on the rate that I'm locked in on, if that all goes through, I'm paying, I'm paying yes. less than my but original they, my if they look at it, if they look at it they're the same way though he, he's 74 years old now yeah and that's a 30-year loan so in order to pay that back he'd have to be 103 yeah but he said <laughs> he's gonna do it he said he's going for it yeah i know <laughs> but i mean the most most people you know if the banks look at it like yeah he's too old to give him 30-year loan Right. So, well, he asked me that. He said, do you think it's because of my age? And I said, well, I, I mean, I don't know. I wouldn't be surprised if that was their mindset. I said, I, I don't know the law. I, I don't think they could say that. <laughs> you know what I mean? They can't say it out loud, but <laughs> they can't say it out loud. They can right. think it. Um, but at least if they came back and, and I don't know, they could say, well, we can't do a 30, but we can do a 15. Right. And I'm not saying that that's favorable for him, but at least they're communicating and they're giving him an option. Yeah. 
ah, I want the, this 30 or nothing. Right. Anyways, long story short. Um, so that was one thing. The other thing I said was, you know, if their concern is that, you know, with social security, you are, um, you, you know, you're not, not able to, to pay this back, which again, seems bogus because he's now paying more than he has right. been than right. he will when this goes through, but can we do something or can you do something to ensure them that there will be additional income coming back to pay it? And that could be either revenue from the business or going on payroll or, you know what I mean? Something along those lines. I'm not saying go ahead and do that, right? We don't want you to go on payroll. If you're on social security, that could mess up benefits. There's all kinds of things, but just to get an understanding of what what they're saying no to, right? right? And what I what I learned from a friend in, in banking is, and I brought this situation to him and he was like, basically when they are not inclined to lend, which could be for any reason, and right now it's pretty clear that it's COVID-related uncertainty, right? Because we're seeing it all over the place. They are going to do everything that they can to not give you the the straight the real reason why they're not lending right it's you because if they give you that reason and you go out and solve that problem or solve that objection then they have to then they have to to do it you know what right. i mean so you know if they said to him well you don't make enough well he could go out and say okay well i'm going to get a job and then i will make enough so let's do it that's not the reason that, that's just the reason they're using mm-hmm. right you know, they just don't want to lend because they don't want to lend and they don't want to be, they don't want it out on the street that they're not lending right? at a, at a time like this. Because if a, if a guaranteed home run comes in, they will say yes, you know, and, you know, it's just bad PR that bank X, you know, well, they did get yeah, COVID happened. They're not lending anymore. Like, it's just, they don't like the PR of that being out in the street. They don't want George to go out and say, yeah, they're not lending to anybody. Don't even walk in there. You know, they want George to say, yeah, I tried, but I didn't qualify so that all the other people still try, you know? Mm-hmm. So I think you felt a little better. He's like, you know, I'll, I'll bring those things up. I'll, I'll, you know, ask about borrowing less and see if that makes a difference. I'll inquire about other sources of income. And based on what they tell me about that, we can fi- maybe figure something out, right? Some way to, to show that, to represent that if, if that's a concern. Um, and, and he's like, you know, who knows they could come back. He's expecting like around the 20th an answer 20th or 22nd, um, to get an answer. He just doesn't have a good feeling, but it could be a yes. We don't know. I also just feel like if they were going to say no, they would have already said no by now. The only thing they've done, um, up to date is ask for more information. They wanted to get bank statements and stuff like that to show proof of the things that I guess George verbally told them. Yeah, um, well, like the car, my car is in both of our names because my crappy credit. So they wanted to see my bank statement and that I'm paying that car on a regular. Right. Because that car is wrapped into that loan as into well. Into the refinance. Into the refinance. So I, I feel like, I mean, if they were, if they were leaning towards no, this would not, this wouldn't even be a thing right now. We would right. have already gotten a no. We wouldn't have said, they wouldn't have said, okay, we're at the point now where we need these proof of documents, get them over to us and, and we'll be back in touch. Yeah. And that did say, one of the emails did say that they should be ready to close on the 20th. 
Yeah. Um, so I feel like it was, from what he sent me, it seemed more. It seemed more positive, positive. than negative. Yeah. Which I don't know if, if it's more negative and he doesn't want to let you down. Yeah. You know, Maybe. or, Probably. or. Yeah, or, or, or something yeah, else. I asked but. him about it. He said, um, do you think I'm trying not to give you the money? And I said, no, I'm just asking if you heard anything. Well, I'm not, it's not me. It's not, I'm like, I know, I didn't say it was you. I'm just asking if you heard anything from the bank. <laughs> because where we're at, we're at like, we've had no's. We've had yeah. no's flat out and it's like, it's not going anywhere. Um, so I don't know. Yeah. So the other part to that was he, he said, you know, I'm asking for 150 because I think that's what, you know, that's what Jackie needs to, to make this happen. Is he under the impression that you haven't gotten anything? Like you don't have- No, he knows. Yeah. he knows. I don't know where the 150 came from. I think he just went for the high end. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. No, I told him that what we have is not going to be enough. We right. definitely need more money. I think at some point we probably said we were trying for 150 with the small business. I, we were just trying for a hundred. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. I don't know where the 150 came from, but I, I guess he just yeah. assumed that yeah. that's what we needed. Okay. I so, mean, I think a hundred would be fine. I mean, even uh, 50 might not be enough, but a hundred would probably get us through fine. So that was, then that was the second thing I wanted to ask and bring up, like based on your number crunching the what if worksheet everything else the you know the fdd all the all the expected uh expenses what do you think you need now when we talk about construction and inflated prices of construction and everything else what number do you have in your mind to, to get it all done and get the doors open and off and running totally. i mean Honestly, I have absolutely no idea um, because we still haven't seen anything from SFB with like an estimate of costs. Um, well, they did say the 222, I think. They yeah. Had, yeah the, the, so the 220 for that entire build out and that was when the question about the walls came in. Yeah, like, right. We can get Keith to uh, do that outside wall along the, the brick that's almost $20,000 in, in, in uh, studs and drywall. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's 70 feet down, 40 feet across, whatever the dimensions of that building are, yep. um, it, you know, it adds up, it's a lot. So, so that 220 was high end. If we can get him to, to take care of that or part of that, we can start taking that off the number two. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's the build out. And then we still have to worry about all the stuff that goes inside the rooms. Mm -hmm. So inventory inventory accounts with computers um, uh, accounts phones that kind of stuff all yeah. those extra things um are gonna add up as which well we, which we can if you want to go through that exercise we can get that pinpointed pretty well i mean i can yeah. take you through the furnishing uh aspect of of each of the rooms and and get a you know a price estimate down whether you want to do it per room or for the whole build out, however you want to figure it out. Yeah. Um, and at least you'll know, you know. Are that the prices part. in the look field book? Or no, we had to actually look up a price. Yeah, pr yeah, pricing is not because it fluctuates so much, right. because it fluctuates with demand, because it fluctuates region to region. Um, so yeah, pricing is, is not. So in we there. need to basically make a, a list of everything we need for each room and then get prices for those. So we can do a spreadsheet for that probably. Correct. Yeah, so we, we can do that. 
I can even work on that. That's something I can do. And then you get the lease signed, you get architecturals done. We put it out to bid, we get a contractor. They're off and running, say May, some point mid, late May, something like that. If we get it open in four months, Leanne's leaving work, right? Mm -hmm. To run it, but Jackie's staying. So you'll have that income. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That right. Until grooming takes off to the point where I don't need to work anymore. <laughs> I think it's going to take off. <laughs> I think yeah. it's going to take off fast. But um, I mean, we're we're getting hammered right now here, you know? Yeah. So, well, and we still get those walk-ins and calls every day for cat groomers. Mm -hmm. um, and yeah. but I'm in Centerville. I, I think that it's going to be the same anywhere. Um, yeah. Every location around here is looking for cat groomers. Did, did, did you happen to find out? I think you had to check with somebody higher up on handing out cards. Um, I have not asked that question yet. Okay. Yeah, I really don't think it's going to be an issue um, for the cat grooming side of things and the business right. side of things. I mean, we hand out business cards all day long for um, a woman that we recommend for dog training. So, mm -hmm. I mean, this is, it's not dog training, but it's also something that we don't offer in store um, and we're never really gonna offer cat grooming or cat boarding. So I really don't see there being an issue. So Jackie, would it be all right if, uh, if we had some cards made up for you? Sure. Some happy cat hotel certified feline master groomer cards. <laughs> I'm not there yet, but sure. <laughs> we're, we're looking ahead. Yeah. 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 No, I was just saying that um, when we get back from Connecticut, depending on how I do with Hillary and all, I'll probably reach out to Gracie and find out when she's available. I was thinking probably mid June um, and I'll book my week down there. I just have to give her half, half the uh, deposit. Mm -hmm. So I didn't want to give a deposit until I had a better idea of when I'm going to be able to go down there. Um, but I have, I have three weeks to leave. I'm using one to go to Connecticut. I'll use one to go down there. And then I have one for grand opening. So <laughs> I'm kind of splitting them up so I can use it up before I quit. Okay. But um, yeah, I, I'll use, um, I'll, I'll try to get certified hopefully in, in early, mid June. As, as long as you're, as long as you're performing the service by the time you're certified, I think it's, I think, yeah. you're, I think you're good to hand that card out now. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So I'll, we'll have those made up and we'll send, we'll send them down. So Keith, uh, so we're waiting for a, a lease from him. Yep. I uh, shot Judy back an email this morning, let her know that we already had a business name set up. Um, which I, we probably just have never shared with her, um, but I let her know it was set up under JNLB and LLC. Yep. Um, I was able to pull up the fact that, because I, ages ago, I had um, applied for the Happy Cat Hotel as the fictitious name yep. so that we could use that. Um, but I never got anything back in writing other than a receipt. Um, but apparently that's how Virginia does it. So I was able to find a link to the to both accounts this morning on the SEC's website, um, showing that it was listed as a fictitious name for us. 
um, but I can get a an actual copy of the certificate for only six dollars if I request it in writing. <laughs> it's very old school. For, um, yeah, snail mail, not just in writing <laughs> on the internet. You have to actually mail snail a letter. letter. Yep. Yeah. Um, so I shot that back to Judy um, so that she can get that over to Keith, and I let her know that you know um, that SFB did have an architect in mind. Um, and that we were just holding off on pulling the trigger on that until we had a lease in place. Mm -hmm. So that's where I wanted to go with that is just order of operations. Um, so I CC'd you on the email to, to Megan mm -hmm. and regarding mechanical, right? Getting here yep. some mechanical. So whatever the timeline is for that, she said it might be as much as a, a couple of weeks. I think they'll probably spit it out faster because that's, that's been their, their MO. Um, right. Unfortunately, whatever that the cost for that is, I'm sure we could, because you haven't paid them yet, right? I'm well, sure no, the only the, the only thing that we no 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 the oh. only thing that we paid SFB for is for the guy from Michigan to come and do the scans of the of okay. the Dove Street location. I mean, uh, the 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 cat and mouse here is we don't want to you know commit to a long term with an architect and have the lease come back in some crazy unfavorable form, right? And we can't come to, uh, you know, to an agreement on, on that stuff. And yet here we are, we've retained a, an architect and everything else. Um, and I don't think that SFV is gonna want to, you know, reserve time and dedicate time for one of their architects and then have this thing fall through. I think that's why they want the, the signed lease. I just don't want any of that to get in the way of getting the mechanical drawings to Keith because there's so much that has to happen. And we're trying to condense that as much as possible. So I think when I can do this, I think reaching out to Megan saying, I know that you wanted the lease first before we engage with the architect, but can we, you know, is there some other way we can do this? Because he, we're trying to get him as much advance time and notice uh, as possible. We're pretty confident about the lease. I mean, he, it seems like he wants to make this happen. I don't think he's going to come up with anything crazy, but you never know. Right. You never know. Well, nobody wow. ever signed an LOI. We, we saw a couple of LOIs, but nobody ever signed anything right. in mm -hmm. agreement. So, right. It concerns me that things well, it will doesn't, change. It wouldn't have mattered at the end of the day anyway, because an LOI isn't a binding contract. So even if we had signed it, it doesn't mean that any of that information had to be in the final lease. Right. Right. But I mean, everything that was in the LOI he has done, in fact, he's pushing right now for the HVAC information so that he can drop all of the vents. Right. So it's not like he's not following through with any of his promises. It just, you know, I'm curious at the end of the day what the rent's going to be you know, is it still going to be the same amount that he quoted us? But I feel like he's been true to his word all the way through. I don't think through. the rent would change. I'm, I'm concerned that the drop ceiling or lighting may fall off or something. Maybe. But I mean, I still don't think it will. He can't do the drop ceiling yet because he doesn't have any information about right. venting. And I think that's got to be in place first before you, or at least you have to have some sort of idea about the mechanical drawings. Mm -hmm. I guess, I guess in summary, what I'm trying to, to say is that if we can ensure that SFV is going to uh, continue cranking away 
at the mechanicals, even though we don't have a lease in place. Like the lease negotiation could go on for three weeks. I don't want to put SFV off three more weeks to start that process because then we're three weeks from that point until Keith gets something in his hands. And now all of a sudden we're six weeks down the road. Right. right. So if you concur, I feel confident enough that whatever lease comes our way, we will figure out a way to make it work to the point that it's worth getting SFB to start that project now. So if it takes us three weeks to negotiate with Keith, at the end of the three weeks, SFB is probably ready with mechanicals or has already come in at that point or whatever the case. And we're, and we're, we're three weeks in advance. Right. So I will send an email just to clarify and make sure that, you know, SFB is on the same page and they're comfortable doing that. And we'll go from there. Yep. Have you heard, had any indication from, from Judy, as far as I think previous emails where she was going to follow up with Keith about the walls and or the ceiling based on what he had put in the LOI clarification on that do we No, the only clarification we had was that one email from Keith where he basically said that um so I think he said the lighting and the venting and then he was done and that was the point where we were like and the drop ceiling but yeah yeah okay just running through all of the things and we'll cover the rest I guess next next week I mean there's nothing pressing that that was everything that we had but just like thinking about ways to save, doing the floor, doing the wall, you know, that just different things. But yeah, we'll just make decisions as the. Uh, yeah. Well, let's calls. see where we're at by the 20, 20th, 22nd is when Alexandria is supposed to finish up with our SUP. Yep. So, yeah. I double checked that again this morning. I'm still waiting on the same two people um, or the same two departments, I guess. Mm -hmm. So we'll see what happens with that in the next week. It probably just sits there until that date, right? Because the the townspeople have until that date to yeah, they have the twenty second to to yeah. contest it, I guess. So right. yeah, once um once we get, I mean, by the twenty second, twenty third, by the end of next week, we should have answers to all of our big questions, and then um, the week after that, we'll be in Connecticut. Sounds good. Yeah, I might be coming back with you. I mean, if you have a lease and you know you have money and you know you get everything that you need, oh, let's just ride down and yeah, just come on back with us and we'll yeah. we'll get it set Stop up. Stop making we'll a mess. Start making a mess. Yeah. <laughs> cool. All right. All right. Oh, one last thing. Sorry, just remembered. So I talked to one of our other franchisees who was working with the same lenders that you were working with. Yeah. Got the same results. She said that that one of them had offered unsecured credit cards. Huh. Did Luann talk to you about that? No, Lu Luann came back to me um, and had said, or she had basically touched base with me and said, you know, hey, just wanting to see if you still wanted to touch base. And I responded back and said, well, I mean, not really because you said that you weren't able to help us. And she said, well, don't you know anybody that can lend you a hundred thousand dollars? <laughs> I mean, like, if I had a hundred thousand dollars, I wouldn't need a loan. Yeah, no, if someone was able to lend me that kind of money, my love, we wouldn't need you. Um, so yeah, no, I just, I responded back and said, okay. no, I don't know anybody that can lend me a hundred thousand um, dollars. And Benetrends, basically it was the exact same thing. Um, I spoke to a different woman from Benetrends, I guess Eric had um, passed it on to her for her to follow up with me. Ellie? Um, but they needed... 
$55,000 liquid capital once we had invested $50,000 in the business. So we still needed $100,000, basically. Yeah. Yeah, yeah they wanted the, po the post-closing liquidity. So they wanted yeah. you to have your cash injection up yep. front and then right okay all right that's that's fine i i was going to advise not to you know touch those unsecured credit cards i didn't know if she threw that your way as, a, as an option no all right i'm i'm reaching out to them today again we had a third a third candidate went through that same pipeline that same process same result um talking about, you know, there's not enough history and, uh, you know, new venture and all that type of stuff. And nobody ever reached out to us for financials or anything like that. So I'm not sure how, how much do they know about our financial history if they haven't asked for any of it, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Cause the only thing that Luann had was a copy of the FDD. So, I mean, that's and that was last year so it was pretty limited when it came to what information was actually in there um so i'm surprised that nobody reached out for a, more information or updated information yeah no p l's no you know yep. financial statements nothing balance sheet nothing so yep. which it really to me just says again and again that they're they're just not lending same it's the same problem george is having they're just not lending you know but they don't want to be seen as shutting the doors on everyone say hey come back next year because we're not lending right now you right know? so is your hotel are your hotels booked for rooms right now or just the grooming taking off no i mean grooming's been steady steadily growing mm -hmm. throughout the entire covid pandemic like that 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 reached another level during this whole past year um we're yeah we're booking left and right right now with 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 reservations Good. yeah and big big reservations i mean we the prices were in peak pricing from now through september and uh just due to the demand i mean it's the highest highest pricing rate that we've ever had and and they're just getting gobbled up left and right you know there's just so much pent-up demand people are going two three weeks Mm -hmm. 1200 1500 1800 just so oh i can only imagine with everybody getting their vaccines right now they're like we are going out of town yeah, <laughs> yeah it's the it's the the uh, vax vacation double punch i mean they're getting that shot and they're picking up the phone and and calling or going online they're basically booking their vacation from the chair when they're getting oh yeah getting the yeah. shot you know what I mean? like, yeah while well, they're waiting their uh recommended 15 minutes <laughs> yeah. let's yeah. book that vacation while yeah. i wait <laughs> all right i'll get you i'll get you out of here thank you for the time yeah sure. thank you keep us posted will do okay all right thanks, thanks. bye, bye.